0: I grew up in a little country Baptist church in the town of Patterson, New York. My mom's uncle, Earl Eastwood, was my pastor. When you walked through the front door of the old church building, the first thing you noticed on the wall straight in front of you was the huge pipe organ. The church organist was a sweet old lady hardly five foot tall, Mrs. Hughes. When Mrs. Hughes sat on that organ bench with her back to the crowd, you could just barely see the top of her white hair over the partition that separated the organ from the platform. But as her hands graced those keys and her feet floated over the pedals, whether you could see her or not, you had no doubt that a skilled musician was in command of that massive instrument. Mrs. Hughes had a historical connection that as a 10-year-old kid, I certainly didn't appreciate. But to be honest, nobody in our congregation paid it the attention that it deserved. What I wouldn't give to go back and spend a half hour talking to Mrs. Hughes now. You see, dear old Mrs. Hughes, lived one mile from the house where Fanny Crosby was born and raised and the church where Fanny Crosby attended when she was a girl. And when Mrs. Hughes was a little girl, she met the elderly Fanny Crosby. I didn't realize as a boy what an honor it was to know somebody who had met the legendary blind hymn writer. Fanny Crosby wrote more hymns than anybody in church history, over 8,000. In addition to that, Fanny Crosby met so many well-known people in her lifetime, 19 U.S. presidents, countless preachers, including D.L. Moody, and numerous singers and hymn writers. To think that our little church organist met somebody who had met all those people, that's an amazing connection to history. My wife and I now live about five minutes from the house where Fanny Crosby was born, and also the church she attended as a child. Over the years, I've had the privilege of bringing hundreds of guests to those historic spots. Fanny Crosby's birthplace is still a private residence. The church building, called the Old Southeast Church, is still standing about a half mile from the house. I love to learn the stories of what led hymn writers to pen the hymns that we sing. It gives more meaning to the words as I sing them, and it gives me a sense of fellowship with the writer, as the truths that filled their hearts also bless mine. In 1873, Fanny Crosby was visiting her good friend Phoebe Knapp. Mrs. Knapp was the wife of Joseph Knapp, who was a co-founder and the president of the Metropolitan Life Insurance Company. Both Fanny Crosby and the Knapps were members of the John Street Methodist Episcopal Church in Lower Manhattan, just a few blocks from what is now the World Trade Center. As Fanny Crosby and Phoebe Knapp visited that day, Mrs. Knapp went to the piano and played a beautiful tune. When she finished, she turned to Fanny Crosby and said, What does the music say? As she often did, Fanny Crosby got on her knees and asked the Lord to give her the words that were to go with the tune. Then she got up and gave her answer to Mrs. Knapp. Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. The song Blessed Assurance became not only one of Fanny Crosby's best-known hymns, but one of the most beloved songs of the Christian faith. Two years later, 1875, Fanny Crosby was alone in her apartment. She had an urgent financial need, and she had no money. So she got on her knees, and she asked the Lord to give her $5. $5 in those days was, of course, a much larger sum than it is to us today. Not long after she prayed, she heard a knock on her door. When she opened the door, a stranger introduced himself and said, This is for you and he handed Fanny Crosby $5. Later, Fanny Crosby related the story in her autobiography. She said, I have no way of accounting for this except to believe that God put it into the heart of this good man to bring the money. Later that day, after considering the wonderful answer to prayer that God had given her, Fanny Crosby penned the words, All the way my Savior leads me. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt his tender mercies, who through life has been my guide? Heavenly peace, divinest comfort, e'er by faith in him to dwell. For I know whatever befall me, Jesus doeth all things well. That last line, Jesus doeth all things well, is a reference to Mark 7.37, where the crowd said of Jesus, He hath done all things well. The Baptist pastor, Robert Lowry, provided the tune for this classic hymn that we know as All the Way My Savior Leads Me. I'm always moved when I consider the lives of the people who gave us the music that helps us as we worship the Lord. Knowing the depth of their faith strengthens my faith as I sing the words that they penned. Often I pull my truck up into the property of the old Southeast Church where the little girl Fanny Crosby and her grandmother attended services. Though the building is on a busy road, it's quite a ways off the road, and it's surrounded by trees, making for a beautiful, peaceful place to pray and read God's Word. As I picture the worship that took place inside that building, I marvel at how that little girl, whose potential was certainly dismissed by many, would touch the whole world for the next two centuries, with the words that flowed from her heart. Christian, there's no limit to what God can do if you give your talents to Him. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you. So dear Christians, stay the course. God's promise is yours. We shall